Namo tasa bhagavato rahato samma sambuddhasa namo tasa bhagavato rahato samma sambuddhasa namo tasa bhagavato rahato samma sambuddhasa utang dhammang sanggang masami When the Buddha um, summarized the um, fulfillment of the mind or realization, he said you have two two uh, themes or two strands of that. One is called the citta vimutti or the liberated mind or liberated through mind. And the other is panya vimutti, which is liberated through wisdom. These are just kind of little very cryptic references, but the Chittuimuti refers, if you like, to a certain sense of the, like a, a mind that you can sense a kind of, um, a mind that's not wavering, um, that's clear, that's steady. Uh, it's it's a uh, mind that can be experienced through samadhi, degrees of samadhi, when we feel settled, it's not a lot of thinking, or it's behind thinking, or it's when thinking stops. It's not agitated, it's not um, running around, it's not you know, afflicted. Yeah. But it still contains a kind of basic sense that this is what I am. Mm-hmm. Or, mm-hmm. So the Panyavimoti really is the, is the insight practice that continually questions that premise. Mm-hmm. But uh, these two have to come together. Now, when we cultivate one of the um, kind of experiences that people can can have, and as uh, in the Thai forest tradition, they have a term for it, which means kind of plain mind or, or natural mind, a mind that. It doesn't have the personality characteristics in it, sense of presence. Uh, 
uh, a sense of knowing, a sense of uh, kind of balanced sense. And so this is in the line of, of course, these are just references in the line of the mind is liberated from agitation, restlessness, doubt, and so forth. It's not, it doesn't have those, those energies aren't running around. It's basically a, a steadying of energy, an energetic steadying, um, which gives one the sense of, of confidence and that the, the, the awareness of the mind is then quite bright and steady. It's not shaking up, breaking up into thoughts and perceptions and feelings. It's quite a steady quality of knowingness. Hmm. So this is this plain mind or natural mind. And then this is then something that we begin to you know, f- feel very confident because of this, because it gives you a nice feeling of steadiness and happiness. Uh, and uh, so it's a very uh, pleasant abiding in itself. And it's then something that you, you keep witnessing or, or checking out the sense of attachment or clinging around that. Which is obviously, you know, big story, big process. Uh, but I just thought tonight I'd talk a little about that natural mind in terms of certain qualities that... that yeah, that it seems to have, you know, and the, so these are uh, clarity, you know, so it's as if, as if one is looking through clear space instead of kind of clouds and different turgid qualities and then flashes, but it's just clear, um, uh, as a basic, uh, so basic clarity, um, and then basic uh, heart, you might say, or pleasant, warm feeling, feeling comfortable, uh, feeling settled, feeling this gentle pleasantness to it, uh, and it's, it's sensitive, you know. So it's it's you like a, it's also um, empathic, warm. It's warm towards oneself. It's warm towards others. It's just the domain of of warmth and friendliness and uh, well-being. Mm. There's no particular wish in it. It doesn't want to particularly want to do anything, help anybody or anything. It's just there as a potential. So this natural mind is not something that actually, you know, it's like a, it's like a behind the activities. You know, so it's something that our activities can draw upon. You know, but it's not, it has no particular activity in itself. It's just just there as a potential. Um, and the last is the sense of firmness or ground, which one feels very steady and grounded and uh, complete and not kind of holding on because we feel very steady in ourselves. So these three qualities, you say, clarity, um, warmth, and... Uh, groundedness or strength or firmness mm-hmm. yeah, so because these are really why it's called natural mind or plain mind is because actually it is, it is an innate basis whether of the of the, you know, say the energies of mind which is normally all kind of confused and whipped up and broken up into 
here and there and this and that and me and you. Mm. But broken up into activities of various kinds. So it's but so it's just kind of something to keep reflecting on, you know, be behind the activities. And it's also there as a reference because it's both important to acknowledge this innate quality. So it's not something we actually build up. It's something we keep returning to. You know, to acknowledge this innate quality. And also to not to acknowledge it because it is a place where the, the, our energies get purified. Energies get purified. Views don't necessarily get purified, but the, you know, the energies get purified. So you can see that often when the, we, you know, we all have a certain amount of ability to hold on, you know, so, um, or, or, or resist or get stubborn or even be aggressive, you know. I'm sure any one of us could do that if the, it could be stubborn, ag- aggressive or even violent, you know, if, if we're provoked, if we're frightened, if we feel abused or rejected, we, kind of things can happen. So we have this kind of ability to, to marshal power. And it's often uh, a reflex that just happens to us when we're, when we're frightened or alarmed or, or you know, intensely agitated. So, and this is like when that basic firmness becomes misdirected. You know? So in a way, your energies keep... You have to, it has to know where it is, otherwise it runs out into, into misguided behaviour. Yeah. So one of the qualities of having this sense of inner ground is that because it's not something you can lose, you don't feel so... You're not subject to feeling uh, rejected or frightened or agitated, so therefore it doesn't go into defensiveness or, or, or aggression or... You know, you know, so one of the um, epithets he used of the Sariputta was somebody like a bull with the horns cut off. You know, so it's like a someone of tremendous, like the bull, a tremendous creature of tremendous strength and ability to carry weight and power and potency, but completely void of any any inclinations to to cause damage or harm. And there's one of these kind of incidents that uh, sometimes is used to illustrate this is when um, Sariputta was taking leave or something. I think some monk felt offended by him for some reason or other and uh, accused him of, of, of brushing up against him, you know, knocking him over when he was going out. So the Buddha knew that Sariputta would never have done this, but he thought he'd just... You know, he'd set up a public occasion just to see what he would say. You know, and, and Sariputta was asked about this, and he said, "Well, no, I mean, I don't, I don't do that. But if I have done this by any accident, I, you know, I ask this monk to forgive me. You know, so his sign of strength wasn't, hey, you know, I'm, you know, I'm right, I'm, you know, uh, and 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 this monk uh, accused me wrongly, but." No, I don't do that. And if I have, if there's been a mistake here, then you know, you know. So it's not it's not a defensive strength. It's a strength of 
I know what I am. Maybe there's been a misperception here, but you know, I don't have to prove that I'm strong. I'm just not shaken. I'm not wavering. I know, so it's the strength of truth. And why this quality, I think, to me, is, is one of the things we need to remember is because certainly, you know, quite a lot of teachings and even um, considerations on how to get clear and precise in terms of mind or how we should be more loving and, and sharing and so forth and open-hearted. But real sense of where's, where's, the, where's the, the strength, you know? Sometimes we, we miss the ground bit. And actually the ground bit is the bit that makes the others possible. If you don't have a firm ground, then, a, you know, it's quite likely that one will be actually with that sense of lack of real presence of truth and groundedness. Our heart doesn't really settle down. You know, so we feel emotionally anxious, uncertain, I'm doing okay, trying to help people do the right thing. You know, what do people think about me? You know, am I offending? Am I offending? We don't really know truth in ourselves. So our heart has no place to, to sit. It doesn't have a, some firm place to sit. So it's rather like something that the heart is naturally a very um, sensitive uh, feature. But it doesn't have boundaries, if you know what I mean. It just kind of, it's not a boundary thing. It's kind of just kind of, it's about response rather than about presence. You know, the presence bit is somewhere else. But the presence is like something that protects the heart, gives it a place to sit. Yeah. And it also means that our clarity doesn't just go into continually you know, drawing maps and reinventing the wheel and you know continually thinking things through because the the clarity you know you, you already know truth you know truth as a felt sense of presence so you don't have to keep defining it or getting confused over the way truth or wisdom is defined you know so it's not intellectual and the sense of groundedness helps helps the the mental faculties, cognitive faculties become simple and straightforward rather than complicated. I probably made it more, more complicated than it is already, actually. <laughs> but that, so, so I just talk really about that, that sense of basic ground because to me that is, that is the, the one that sometimes gets missed and maybe is the most difficult to say which is most important, of course, you know, because the three are not really separate, but but um, it's the one without which the others aren't really going to receive a good enough foundation. You know? And it's not very, it's not as interesting as clarity. And it's not as nice as, as warmth. <laughs> it's not as attractive. We like, you know, warm-hearted people and people, clear people. People are just simple and... Mm. You know, you don't notice it. But it's the one that makes the others possible. And and it's also the one that if we do get this established, it, it quells, uh, it makes aggression and defensiveness 
redundant. And, uh, you know, just to look at those qualities that we, we all have. I mean, I don't regard myself as an aggressive person till somebody, you know, steals my marmite. <laughs> or makes the tea with lukewarm water. Then I, the testosterone starts flooding, you know. <laughs> Get a little bit outraged. <laughs> you know, or, or over views. Uh, views about Dhamma, you can get really quite quite fiery, you know, and, uh, or vinea, you know, and that kind of furious debates over purity, which seems kind of strange, but this is, you know, you've got to win the argument, you know, you get into that, you know, so that, that sense of aggression could just be something that, that comes out on an intellectual basis, you find yourself wanting to dominate and prove you're right and win an argument, you know, what does that do, you know? Does anybody ever really win? So it's not about dominating or winning. It's just about knowing. And in that, you feel, well, maybe you've got a better way of saying it, whatever, but this is, this is where I am. You know? Yeah. So it's it's not about it's not strength in that sense. It's the strength of, of truthfulness. So even the beauty of this is it's not really it's independent of whether personally you know I'm a winner all the time or or, or even I've got defiled or whatever because it's the strength of knowing uh huh that's there's where I'm going wrong that wasn't worthy of me. I'll just let's put that to one side. Start again. Get back. That's strength. It's not a blustering about no, I'm completely pure and I'm always right all the time. You know. It's it's the strength of of strength that actually stands behind your pers- one's personality, one's activities, and gives you the confidence to be honest. Because one of the reasons why we're sometimes not so honest with ourselves and others is the feeling of, I don't own up to, you know, my little lusts and jealousies and things because, you know, I'm a bad, I'll be a bad person, you know. Because if you don't know something other than the personal, one has to try and make the personal perfect. But when you know something that stands behind the personal, you can say, Okay, it's a fair cop, you know. Because <laughs> you, know, you haven't made a big investment in it, you've got something else. And every time one admits a mistake, your strength gets stronger. It doesn't get, you don't lose, you know, you get stronger. Because if you clearly know it. And the Buddha said, you know, we regard it as a great progress in this uh, training for one to clearly acknowledge a transgression. That was that. Acknowledge it. Ah, how did that happen? I see. Now you only can only do that if there's that basic sense of, well, there's something you know, there's something fundamental that's okay here, and the, even though my thinking mind or my personal behaviours or my karma or my conditioned stuff drags me away from it, 
ah, you know, I can, there can be a return to that. So I don't have to take all that stuff so intensely personally. I don't have to defend my personality or be a winner all the time or look good all the time. So that's, that's the quality of, of this kind of basic firmness or ground. One other thing about it is you don't really have to, to make yourself strong. How am I going to get to be strong and grounded, you know? Because that's another personality thing, isn't it? You got ego thing. I'd like to look strong rather than weedy. I like, you know. I like to, you know, particularly, you know, a physician or a male. But it's not about something you do or have to build up. And so one of the ways of of touching into that is find out where not where you can can be strong, where you can hold things together, where you can make things work, where you can, you know, exert your influence, where you can control things, where you, where you all that where you can divert energy into looking strong. You know, find out not where you where you are strong, but where you are held, you might say. There's not something you do, but something that's actually holding you together. It's almost like the difference between power muscles and, and structure muscles. The power muscles get all the credit and all the all the glamour, but the structure muscles are just basically holding your body together. Similarly with the mind, you've got, you know, a mind that can actually push and make and do and create. And that can be great, but it can be also can be very deluded, um, you know, pushing things around or just frantic or continue trying to prove how good we are. But you might say there's also uh, a, a structural strength, which is just the strength of personal dignity, uh, self-respect, honesty. Hmm? It's, it's that which just holds us in presence. So you come back to where you find out, not what can I do, how, what's my trophies, or my skill, my successes, what actually, where already is there something or quality of being held? You know, so when we meditate, one of the first things we encourage you to do is just find a place, sit down, and feel settled. You know, physically feel settled. Also, also I'd say emotionally feel settled, like I'm okay, you know, I'm welcome, self-respect, you know, personal dignity, you know, clarity, that kind of sense. Um, I'm worthy. Um, so, you know, um, and because these qualities, these very notions, so often get get attached to particular behaviours rather than you might say something more innate and essential. It's not you're worthy because you did wrote a PhD. It's not you know you're 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 welcome here because you know you've made a donation <laughs> or 
you know, you're dignified because, you know, you're the senior monk or the senior nun or something. It's not because of any of that. You know, and this is the way it can get our quest for that sense of, of self-respect and dignity can actually make us attached to these things. Or, or feeling we haven't done it because they haven't given a big donation and I'm not the senior nun or monk, you know. You know uh, so therefore I don't have it. No, but it's, it's not about behaviours. It's about something much more innate and essential. Right? Where are you? It will hold you together, gives you a sense of presence. And the general direction I would suggest in the mind is that it's almost like a returning, a coming back. You know, so we can f- sense so often as we come to sit, you sense this kind of welling up and this brimming over of um, thoughts and feelings and perceptions and past and future and this now you know, just this welling up, this brimming over, flooding over, and uh, you know that's, that's very hypnotizing, isn't it? It's mesmerizing. Some of it's happy or pleasant. Some of it's unpleasant. Some of it's unskillful, some of it's skillful, it's just kind of brimming up, welling over. And the tendency is for our attention to move out onto that, or to take issue with that, or to search for something good in that, or to get picky about that. But in meditation we encourage first just to sort of come behind that, almost to what is the knowing of that? What is this knowing of that? So this is where this plain or natural mind is the knowing and the more that we abide just in that sense of knowing, then there's a firming up. You know, where are, where is all that I seem to be received? Where is that sense of it's okay to be this me at this moment? Doesn't mean it's okay to act upon it or make it, but just to re, to be listening, to be attentive to this meanness. Where is that? Okay, where where can I hold that? Where can I hold that together? Be present with that. That's the quality of basic strength. You see how, just in that example, how important it is. Because if it isn't there, a lot of our meditation is spent continually trying to iron out the waves of the sea. Trying to get all the chickens back into their hen house. Um, trying to you know, stir the water up in order to get the mud out of it. Yeah. So it's always clouding up, we're always running around, trying to find all the chickens and get back into the hen house. We're always slapping the way water in the sea, trying to make it go flat. Yeah. And as you, and as you know, you know, if you do that, then everything is just continually churning and churning and churning, and just a lot of energy is being used up. So this sense of of firmness. You know, is goes along with supports and is supported by the ability for us to almost like withdraw energy, you know, from these activities, these moving, fascinating, uh, muttering, deeply personal things, you know, not to to just withdraw energy from them, to withdraw energy back into the knowing. And that's what gives 
this plain mind, it's tremendous gravity. It's not like you go out and you start doing surgery, chopping bits off, chopping bits off, chopping bits off. You just we pull energy back into, this is why we use uh, mindfulness of the body, at least I do anyway, mindfulness of body, <coughs> mindfulness of breathing, so I, you know, I have a go at it. It's a way of drawing energy back into this very simple rhythmic embodied sense. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's natural that's connected with the, the faculty of mindfulness and concentration. And, you know, if you cultivate like that, you begin to get a, a, a real helpful understanding of what concentration of samadhi is about as a process of of return, of settling, of pulling, drawing energy back, and how it's accompanied by wisdom. It's not separate from it. Because it means you continually recognize these thoughts, these feelings, you know, da 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 um, Yeah, well, I've been through this, and uh, it's not getting me anywhere. And so you just get this sense of... of um, Loss of fascination, you know, like your your story, the little story, or the, the many stories, the soap operas that we can go through in our minds and hearts. You know, I've kind of heard this one quite a lot. I'm I'm not really that interested in it. I don't even dislike it that much. It's just <laughs> I've done I've done this. You know, it's not that, that big a tragedy, and it's not that funny either. <laughs> you know, like, so, isn't everybody's life? <laughs> you know, <laughs> important and tragic and wonderful and, you know, uh-huh. It's this sense of loss of fascination, which isn't aversion uh, or disgust or just a sense of, Oh, enough. Mm. So that, you know, that's an emotional way, I would say, of expressing what this withdrawal of energy means. Because the energy is often emotionally fired up, isn't it? We get, wow, you know, yeah, I've got to sort this. Oh, this is, get, I'll get that and everything will be okay. Or, oh, why is this going on? There's this kind of emotional propellant that, that is a sign of where energy is going. Energy expresses itself emotionally as well as physically, as well as intellectually. So when you sense that, you know, that's so, you know, that kind of cooling or dispassion comes just really through the process of noticing this going on and on and on and not losing faith in yourself, confidence in yourself confidence in your natural mind because it's the one that you come back to when you really embody breathe out, breathe out and you get to the, those points when the storyline starts to futter out you know and they never and they shouldn't and I don't see why I have to every day and nobody ever asked me and I didn't get consulted on that topic 
Allora ho fatto, allora ben hier sei mi laude, sei mi laude. Dico, oh. Well, that's good. Another thing I really do to go, I have much right thing that's something you know, he makes something quite something other and just get to the end of that one. Oh. Oh yeah. You know, because it doesn't actually say anything or do anything. Your natural mind. So he, we've got to write all over it. But every time we come to the end of our little you know, essay. Our, our little, you know, one-act tragedy. <laughs> the tribunal in which we're, being, we're defending ourselves against everyone else, you know, our rights and wrongs. And you get in there, oh, just a minute, I've run out of storyline. Ah. Oh. But then, it doesn't do anything. <laughs> so, one of the things that, that is is uh, has to go along with that is, is a real validation of that that place where we're not really doing anything, and this is where, of course, the the uh, the, the firmness has to be met or has to bring in the heart, because then we feel the gentle pleasantness of that. And then we say, ah, now one thing we are. Uh, we may be kind of, we may toy with ideas for a while, but what we're really convinced by is feeling. You know. Pleasure, pain, those, those are the real, those are the, those are the convictions. <laughs> the rest is just ideas, you know. <laughs> so when something starts to feel pleasant, you go, ah, now this is not insignificant. So it's just being able to Feel that sense of ground, firmness, and then how are you in that? Are you comfortable in that? Just notice how you don't have to prove anything anymore. You're you're light, you know. Uh, Giving yourself the time, encouragement to to tune into that and this quality of natural heart arises because it it's it's kind of connascent with, it's melded into the sense of strength because it's just another aspect of the the natural mind, the plain mind. You know? And then we have the clarity which you begin to see. Oh, that's just the that's just you know thoughts and feelings. Or ah, oh, I always feel I have to. I owe I owe somebody something. You know, you start to witness some of the the patterns that we have. I always feel like I'm the outsider. I always feel like I'm the one who has to do everything. I always feel like I'm the one who's the idiot in the group. You know, Isn't that interesting? Just to note some of these little kind of um, self-portraits that can occur when you start to see them. Yeah. The clarity. That's just enough of that. I don't have to be that person anymore. I don't have to keep feeding that one. So then the clarity becomes clear, but featureless. There's nobody in it. There's no... That's a kind of open clarity. A warmth, which isn't really about being warm to anybody. It's a potential. 
and a sense of strength, which isn't really about holding on to anything, but comes really from letting go of that which is changeable and uh, activated and conditioned. So these are things to to um, you know to to just bear in to remember because it's not as if we don't we don't have any access to these. The problem is that we don't are not encouraged and reminded often enough to make use of the access that we have. A lot of our lives, for one reason or another, are driven towards you know the outgoing, the uh, you know the personal, the you know the interface with with society and its aims, and we don't come back to something that's actually outside of that. We don't free ourselves from the social social constructions. But in this way, if you, if you do, you you really have a potential that means you're capacity in the social realm is going to be imbued with confidence, quiet strength, unflappable, warm-heartedness, and the kind of clarity that knows this is unskillful, this is skillful, there's enough of that, don't bother with that, Mm. this is what I'm focusing on. So this natural mind acts as a tremendous... uh, resource, we can go back into that in our meditation and just dwell in that and feel and validate the felt beauty, dignity and truthfulness of it and it acts as a kind of a bank you know, for our energies so that energies can be relaxed and refreshed in that and we can, we can act from that place we can draw upon that resource And of course, you know, maybe not of course, but the thing to bear in mind is that tendency to make that a person or a self, you know. So we kind of like get a little bit inflated about we've attained something or become something and then you know that that is exactly why this is just a a really helpful basis but by, but not a final liberation you know, to recognize what this natural mind is just purely the life force con- the conditioned basis that we are given upon which all our karma is written it's the, you might say the blackboard on which our life story gets written um, and it's but it's not just a passive blackboard it's a Blackboard, which has the tendencies, these latent tendencies to keep absorbing um, stories, selves, lifetimes. So you contemplate it you know, until you start to and see where those the, the tendency to to you know make yourself into something out of that, or want to be something, or claim something out of that. You know, feel you finished, you know. Mm. Of course, from, I imagine for most people, the, the problem is more underestimation than overestimation. We tend to ignore our, our, 
uh, our, our, our true worth and values rather than overestimate ourselves. So, but there, that's that. That's the value of of that firm ground always being accessible whenever one stops. You know, stops the bullshit. Just actually is truthful. <laughs> you know. And feel what it's like to stand on your truth. Right? Like, I am frightened, or I don't know what to say right now. That's the way it is. You know? Anyone?